The following message is brought to you by Charles L. King, Jr., pastor of First Baptist Church, West College Hill. If you need additional information, visit firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Turn with me now, turn with me now to Luke, to Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24, we're going to read verses 1 through 7, and as always, I encourage you, please ma'am and please sir, to keep your Bibles open to follow along in the text, as well as to reference any other scriptures that the Lord might use throughout the message. If you are physically able to stand, not only here in the sanctuary, but everybody online, if you are physically able to stand, I'm going to ask that you please do so for the reading of the word. And we do that according to scripture for in Nehemiah 8 and 5, it says that Israel opened the book in the sight of all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. But then it says in verse 6 that Ezra blessed the Lord, and then all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Are there any amens in the house? Come on, somebody. Are there any amens online? Amen, Amen, and Amen. Luke 24, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read it from the Living Bible. It says, but very early on Sunday morning, they took the ointments to the tomb, found out that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in, but the Lord Jesus' body was gone. They stood there puzzled, trying to think what could have happened to it. Suddenly, two men appeared before them, clothed in shining robes so bright their eyes were dazzled. The women were terrified and bowed low before them. Then the men asked, why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has come back to life again. Don't you remember what he told you back in Galilee that the Messiah must be betrayed into the power of evil men and be crucified and that he would rise again? on the third day. So on this first Sunday of April, April the 4th, Easter slash Resurrection Sunday 2021, with your prayers and by the aid of the Holy Spirit, we want to consider this as our subject. The cross is empty and so is the tomb. Come on, somebody. I didn't hear any amen. Y'all said some amen in the house. The cross is empty and so is the tomb. Will you repeat this prayer to me, Father? Open my eyes so I can see your truth. Open my ears so I can hear your voice. Open my mind so I can understand your word. And open my heart so that I may receive all that you have for me that is for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our God. The cross is empty and so is the tomb. My brothers and my sisters, today is a wonderful day of celebration. Yes. It's called Easter or Resurrection Sunday. And although the term Easter is a pagan term, it is used to represent the day that Jesus raised from the dead. 
It is a day to celebrate life and life eternal. Understand, however, that this weekend for the Jewish faith commemorates the Passover. Can I teach while I preach this morning? You see, when the children of Israel were in captivity in Egypt, and Moses was told to tell Pharaoh to let his people go, there were ten plagues that came upon Egypt. I know that there's some Bible readers in the house and online with me. The tenth plague was the death of the firstborn of all the creatures. The children of Israel were told to kill a lamb, yeah. to place the blood of the lamb, the doorpost, and on the mantle of the door. And when the death angel would see the blood, watch this, he would pass over the children of Israel as long as they were under the blood. You didn't hear me. You see, as long as they stayed under the blood, they didn't have to fear death. As long as they stayed under the blood. They didn't have to fear the Egyptians. As a matter of fact, they didn't have to fear anything. Why? As long as they stayed under the blood. Now, for the Christian faith, this is the weekend that commemorates the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. It was on this week, over 2,000 years ago, that Jesus, the only begotten of God, he was beaten and crucified on Calvary's cross. He shed his blood for you, and he shed his blood for me, so that the wrath of God would pass over us as long as we stay under the blood. On this past Friday, we celebrated what we call Good Friday. It is commemorated as the day that Jesus died. It was on that day that Jesus was beaten all day long. They pulled the hairs from his beard. They punched him in the face. They spit on him. Then they dragged him out into an open courtyard. And there he was tied to a whipping post. His hands were tied above his head. And he was beaten repeatedly with a whip. Every time this whip came down across the back, of Jesus, flesh was ripped from his body. Yet still he prayed and he forgave and he ministered from the cross. I don't have nobody praying today. He endured that beating. Why? Because he looked down through time and he saw you and he saw me. Every time that whip came across his back, I believe in my sanctified imagination that he said, that one was for you put your name in the grave. Come on, somebody. Every time the whip came across his back, he said, now that one was for you put your neighbor's name in the grave. Amen. And I believe he said, I'm shedding my blood so that the wrath of God will pass over you. All you have to do is stay under the blood after they beat him all day long. After they placed the crown of thorns on his head, yeah. they placed upon his shoulders the cross beam of the cross, and they made him carry it up Golgotha's heel. They nailed him to the cross. They pierced him in his side. The blood came streaming down. And right about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the Bible says that he gave up the ghost. There on Calvary's cross. Yeah. Jesus, 
the only begotten of God. He died and they buried him in a borrowed tomb. Uh, but, but if that was the end of history, if that was the end of his story, then we would be satisfied with getting all dressed up once a year, come on somebody, to commemorate the event on Calvary. However, there's more to history, as a matter of fact, there's more to his story. We don't celebrate this day because Jesus died, come on somebody. We celebrate this day because the cross is empty and so is the tomb. Jesus is not still dead. Because if God was dead, his divinity is disproved. If God was still dead, his death would be dismissed. So our preaching would be false. Our prayers would be futile. Our pardon would be non-existent. Our peace would be a forgery. His deliverance would be disqualified. His dominion would be dissolved. But our God is risen. When Jesus died on Calvary's cross, I believe that the cohorts of hell began to rejoice. No doubt death said, I've got the victory. No doubt the grave said, I'll hold him right here. No doubt the devil said, you see, now I am the greatest. But then suddenly, come on, by the way, the earth began to shift. The grave lost its grip. Death realized it didn't have the victory. The gates of hell flew open and in walked Jesus. He looked at death right in the face and he said, Oh, death, believe your sin. He looked at the grave right in its face and he said, Oh, grave, where is your victory? Then he looked at the devil and he snapped the keys of death and hell from him. He said, All power in heaven and earth is in my hands. Then he rose from the dead. And the Bible says that he led captives captive. He freed them from the stronghold of Satan because Jesus is not dead. Jesus is risen. Again, again, the scripture says, and look, I'm going to read it again. But very early on Sunday morning, they took the ointments to the tomb and they found that a huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So, so they went in, but the Lord Jesus' body was gone. They stood there, puzzled, good God Almighty, trying to think what could have happened to it. Suddenly two men appeared before them, clothed in shining robes, so bright they were dazzled, their eyes were dazzled. The women were terrified and bowed low before them. Then the men asked, watch this, why are you looking in a tomb? I'm going somewhere. Why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has come back to life again. 
Don't you remember when he told you back in Galilee that the Messiah must be betrayed into the power of evil men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day? But Reverend Lankin, that portion in verse 5, why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? They said he isn't here. The New King James, or the King James says, why seek ye the living, good God Almighty, among the dead? He is not here. That struck me, Monique, because I believe that people today are still searching among the dead for the living. The searching in the tombs of alcohol and drugs. The searching in the tomb of promiscuity and illicit sexual activity. The searching in the tombs of addiction. The searching in the tombs of social media. And the searching for the living God unable to find him because they are looking in all the wrong places. And I'll stop by here today to ask you a question. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not there. He is risen. And because he's risen, watch this. You and I don't have to be strung out on drugs because he is risen. You and I don't have to try to depend on the Bible because he is risen. You and I don't have to shoot up because he is risen. You and I don't have to try to commit suicide because he is risen. You and I don't have to sell our bodies because he is risen. You and I don't have to be hooked on cracker because he is risen. You and I don't have to be bound because he is risen. You and I don't have to beat ourselves up or beat ourselves down for mistakes that we made because he is risen. You and I don't have to accept the lies that the devil tells about us. Because he is risen, you and I don't have to be abused because he is risen. You and I don't have to look at dead things. Because he is risen, you and I are delivered. Yeah. We are healed. Oh, yeah. We are set free. Yeah. And we can walk in victory. Yeah. Because he is risen. We are more than conquerors. We are redeemed. We don't have to search the tombs of dead things. Because he lives. Come on, somebody. I can face tomorrow. And because he lives, all fear is gone. And because I know, he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Is there anybody here who believes that that Jesus lives? Do you live a redeemed life? Do you 
And you can be assured that it will be far greater than you and I could ever imagine. That's right. That's right. Why are we continuing to search the tombs for the living? As children of the Most High God, why are we continuing to fall back to some of those habits that God has freed us from? That's right. As children of the Most High God, we need to quit saying, well, this is just who I am. Mm. You can't be the same person in Christ. When you became a new creature in Christ, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so what today celebrates is the fact that we serve a God who loves us beyond measure. We serve a God who loves us greater than we could ever love ourselves. We serve a God that even while we were yet sinners, he died for you and he died for me. But he didn't stay there. And there's nothing for you to be puzzled about. There's nothing for you to be confused about. He did exactly what he said he would do. He said that he would rise again. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he did. I come to encourage somebody today. Yes, Lord. From my young people to my most senior. We've come through a period of our lives where we've been in some deep, deep isolation. In the penitentiary when they lock folk up. Mm. Wow. When folk have gotten beside themselves and they want to punish someone, mm-hmm. they put them in the hole. My love, my love. And the hole is isolation. My, my, my. They put them in isolation, and the whole point of isolation mm. is because they're trying to break them. Those of us, we've been in quarantine. We've been in isolation, it seems, from one another. For a long time, it seems like we've been in isolation from even the church. Yeah. And some folk have been breaking. Some people have been breaking down. And I'm not here to be negative about you. That kind of pressure can break even the strongest of people, even Christians. Our problem, however, even when I hear about sad stories in the news and on the internet about individuals who are losing it, feel like they hear voices, but they're going to social media and they're going to the wrong places to try to find some help. That is a proverbial truth. And why are you searching among the dead? For the living. You don't find the living God. Chat rooms on the internet. You don't find the living God. Text messaging and all this other stuff. You find the living God in the Word. You need to know that we serve a risen. And a living 
That's why even though we can celebrate that the cross and the tomb are empty, too many folk are still walking among dead men. The Lord put this prayer in my spirit. And I just want you to hear it. We get ready to close. The prayer is simply this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. For your great gift of love and sacrifice. So that we can live free. Thank you for the power of the cross and the resurrection. Father, we ask that the truth of it all sinks deeply into our heart and changes us forever. When you fill us with your spirit, today. The same Holy Spirit that raised a dead Jesus is that same Spirit that dwells inside of your confessed believers and followers. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And Father, will you help us to strengthen the brethren, sisters, our family, and our friends. But that only comes after we ourselves have been converted. Father, will you change somebody's heart right now? That's under the sound of my voice. Will you change somebody's mind right now? Who's under the sound of my voice? You don't have to prove yourself anymore. You've already done enough when you died on the cross. And even on the cross, taking the kind of pain that no person should ever have to take, especially an innocent man, you did it for us. Father, we know that it was not the nails that held you to the cross, but it was your love. And we know that even while you are hanging there, you minister. Wonderful thing is that you pray. Even for us. Father, forgive. Lord, will you forgive us? When we go astray, will you forgive us? When we doubt, will you forgive us? When we worry excessively, will you forgive us? When we somehow replace your power with something else temporary, because we think that'll be what saves us. That'll be what helps us. Thank you for the praise. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. 
They said crucify. You said forgive. Thank you, dear God. That we recognize what today is all about. We serve a living God. It's in Jesus' name and for Christ's sake that we pray. Amen. The cross is empty. And so is the truth. To God be the glory. To God be the praise. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by First Baptist Church, West College Hill. If this word inspired you, please consider sharing it. We ask that you do not alter the content without permission. We invite you to firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Inquiries can be submitted at info at firstbaptistchurchwch.org. Our mailing address is 6210 Betts Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45224. Or you can call our offices at 513-681-1011. First Baptist Church, West College Hill. Reaching the world without sacrificing the message. First Baptist Church, West College Hill. Reaching the world without sacrificing the message.